Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, the podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. I said last week that um, uh, I wanted to... There was something I, I meant to talk to you about, and I made a note of it so I didn't forget, which is about Flo Rida, the oh, musical yeah. artiste. Yes, and that's right. I feel a bit foolish, but it took a long time of him sort of being you know, in in the public eye before I realised that his name... It's Florida. Florida. You can presume is you where are he's absolute arsewelk. You didn't realise. Well, in my defence, <laughs> first of all, I probably heard him on the radio and they just go, that was Flo Rider. And I assumed it was F-L-O-W and then R-I-D-E-R. Of course. But then I saw it written down. Now, I think it is written as two words, isn't it? Yeah, it is. A or fellow, at least yeah, it has a it yeah. has a capital R in it. But I think it's written in two words. So it's, it's flow Might be rider, hyphenated. Like, yeah, Might be hyphenated. Yeah, like a kindly old lady who makes lemon curd. Ooh, it's Florence well, Florence Rider. Florence rider. Yeah, yeah. It, that that um, my my sister in law Lisa had a um, bought a Volvo, not a Volvo, a, a Ford C Max, and the number plate was Flow. So I used to call that the Flow Rider, <laughs> and, uh, and unfortunately, it, unfortunately, it died in a couple of months ago because it got ran for a while without any oil in it. Oh, the dips, you put the dipstick in, you lift it out, and it's as dry as a witch's tit. <laughs> unfortunately, wasn't well, yeah. the light on? Apparently not. Oh, it came on at one point and then flickered and went out, and she was like, "Oh, maybe it's just a false reading." And I think, but this, I think to, to be fair to Lisa, it had started using a lot of oil unexpectedly, and she's normally quite religious about checking the oil. But it doesn't matter; it's all water under the bridge because it's gone, and she's got a Peugeot two hundred eight. So there we mm, go. Okay. So Flo um, Rider is no more. Is the well, maybe well, not one piece. Not, not, not the guy, not the rapper. He has no, done some good stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, did he do Boots with the Fur? I'm trying to remember. Um, which is called? What is that actually called, though? Oh, uh, hang on, I'm looking this up now because uh, is it called Low? I think it's called Low. Uh, yes, Low, 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 Low. Yeah, it's just to confirm as well. It is written as two words: F L O, and then new word R I D A. Um, and he is from uh, Carroll City, Florida. Don't know where that is. Um, I'd like his... to go to Florida again. I've only ever been once. Would you? And it was oh, very briefly. Humid. humid. Well, I told you I, I got offered weed by the taxi driver and he told me he shot a dove in his back garden and had it for breakfast. I told you that. So it's the first time <laughs> no, I ever went didn't. to America. I think I'd remember if you told me. <laughs> it in was what amazing. Order? He tried to sell you weed and then told you he shot an etta dove for he breakfast. Actually... He casually, <laughs> <laughs> was honestly driving a you know ex police interceptor Crown Vic, which was of on course. its ass. The springs at the back were obviously rinsed. Oh, it was hilarious! It was my first American experience, and I've, I have told you this story because we la- I landed with the photographer who'd been to the states numerous times, and and he just insisted we went straight out to a bar, and we were out <laughs> all night, and then we. We came in for breakfast in the morning, having to go on this shoot where we had to go up in an aeroplane and photograph skydivers. What? And, yeah, and we were uh, we were still we were so badly hungover. Both at the breakfast table, we ordered a full stack of pancakes, which I had underestimated the height of. Oh my god! And then I, halfway through, I had to run to the toilet, vomit, come back, uh, drink some orange juice, and carry on eating. And he went and did the same thing. <laughs> he was just. <laughs> was just... Is this in Miami? No, it was in. I don't know why it matters. Day, it was I mean... Daytona. It was Daytona. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. Yeah. It was Who just, are you covering just... this for? Uh, I can't possibly say because of the state that I was in. It would sound very unprofessional. Um, it was Mazda's okay. customer magazine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
it was a long it was a long time ago to the point where we were we were shooting all the shooting all the pictures the photos on on transparency so that's how long ago mm. it was yeah it's the, the good it's old the 1800s days. yeah it was it was good i was it, did it you was, ever have a mazda customer magazine story assignment where there wasn't some kind of hilarious no. mishap no no there was always a mishap on every <laughs> mazda story i did <laughs> Johnny Smith's Mazda mishaps. This week, Johnny accidentally orders a tower block of pancakes and then pukes in the hotel bogs. It was washes away was the a, taste with orange juice. It was a real orange juice is too acidic. Post post farm, I have yeah, to say. Sorry, apologise. And also, it was it that really nice, thick, fresh Pulpy. orange juice because yeah. you know Florida. Yeah. They make the stuff. Oh, they well, do. They make oranges, obviously. But yeah, they, yeah it's a very orangey place. Mm. Oh, that was it was it was marvelous. It's one of the things um, that strikes you when you go to Florida is how little scurvy there is around because of their um, abundant supplies of oranges. Yeah, a lot of strange cab drivers though, as it seems. Yeah, um, but yeah, he shot, was... he shot a dove. Yeah, him he for did. Breakfast. He died. He... Freaking. In his own words, he, uh! said, he said, "He said, how are you guys this morning?" And I said, "I'm absolutely fine. How are you? All good." He said, "Oh, you're from England." I said, "Yeah." He said, "Oh well, I, I, um, I, I, used, I, I grew up in New York, but then I moved out here. It's just so much warmer and more fun." He said, "But I had the, I, I was in New York for the disco era, so immediately quite a lot of information, mm. which I quite liked." Mm. And um, but yeah, then he moved it on to say, "Yeah, I, 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 I woke up, I opened my blind, and I looked down the garden and the other the yard, and there was two doves on the fence." So he said. And then he paused for quite a long time. And then he said, so, I, I shot him and I cooked him right up, right there and then, and I had him for breakfast. And it was like, did you? Right. And that was the last thing I was expecting you to say after saying I saw two doves on a fence. And, um, yeah, he ate two doves for breakfast, which I can't imagine would have been very nice. <laughs> but anyway... No. Yeah, so that there was that, and then the sort of casual offer of weed afterwards, and um, and then dropped off. I think we used him again because we found his terminology so funny. We thought <laughs> hey, we'll just book him again, and I think we did use him again the next day. Um, what and was quite funny you, is the photographer. Did you have to guess what would have been in his garden that morning? Yeah, I, I think I started recording his conversations because I'd taken a dictation machine for an interview with one of these skydivers that wear the bat suits. That was the point uh, yeah. of this feature. Yeah, yeah. I was. I think I have somewhere one of those some of those micro tapes with conversations with that cab driver on. I definitely. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Wow. It was. It was a really cool trip. Well, it was my first American experience, so it's always going to be interesting. And I'm sure it's not an accurate reflection on the rest of the country, but um, yeah, nevertheless, really, really quite cool. Um, Talking of extraneous information, yeah. I was I was viewing a house the other week, and the estate agent told me that he didn't have a middle name. Just and it's just. I, 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 <laughs> Why did why why do you what volunteer can I, that? What can I do with that information that's just not relevant? What do, what so what's the context of that? I mean, my daughter doesn't have a middle name, but does she not? No, but that's because we decided to give her two first names. Oh, uh, I see. Yeah, we decided to careful. hyphenate her first name, and we thought if we give her a middle name now, it's going to be complex. So yeah, let's yeah, just yeah. keep it. That was no, just I can see that's, artistic. That's, uh, it was a bit like Flo yeah. Rida. I mean, do, 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 does he does he hyphenate? Does he not? I mean, it was, uh, apparently not. In the end, uh, also I discover from uh, from Flo Rida's um, Wikipedia page is that he um, he performed at the 2021 Eurovision Song Contest. Rather did, bizarrely, did he? He featured on the song uh, "Adrenalina" by Italian singer Senhit, who represented Why? San Marino in the Eurovision Song Contest 2021. What? Oh, I don't know. Again, what do I do with that information? I should probably should have kept it to myself. But um, uh, anyway, the reason I brought up Flowrider is just because once I kind of realised that his name is Florida split in two and therefore it's quite a good name for a, a rapper, but it's also represents where he's from. And I was trying to think of other US states you could do that with. And I got a bit stuck and I got as far as Kentucky and I realised that doesn't really work at all. It was either that or Tex Arse. And I just thought, no, it doesn't. It's not. It's, there's no, it, it, it's no. It doesn't work it's boots, at all. Boots. I'm trying to think of the flow rider lyrics now um, to, to Lolo. He does reference boots with the fur, Reeboks with the straps. And I always thought, I don't remember 
really strappy Reeboks, unless they're kind no. of like, you know, like slut dropping kind of dance style. Does he style. mean like Velcro strips that seal them shut at the top, like yeah. kids' trainers? Is he talking about children's trainers for when they're too young to do shoelaces? I think that's what it is. Or maybe too stoned to tie up a lace. <laughs> so is that just what go, stoners um, do? Yeah, they just you can spot re- if someone's a stoner because they've got Velcro shoes. Of course. It's the, it's the, it's the age-old trick. I'm just looking up the lyrics to, to flow. It's definitely got boots with the fur. Yeah, Definitely. it is. It's um, it's boots with the fur. Well, it's a shorty had them up apple bottom jeans. Do you remember that bit? Yeah, but I don't know what they are. I've never discovered what they really are. I, no, I it's like oh, what's that it. song that has the? It says something like back when honeys were wearing satsum, and it Thank took me pardon. years to find out what that what that meant. Hang on, I'm gonna. F- I don't even know. This week in Richard just Google stuff while people are forced to listen to it. Boots with the apple bottom jeans. Boots Um, with the fur. It's just the sort of things that you hear Alan Titchmarsh talking about. Since I'm just Googling shit, apple bottom... Oh, they're a brand. Oh, are they? Apple bottoms is a fashion brand for women launched in 2003 by rap artist Nelly, along with uh, Yomi Martin, Nick Loftus and Ian Kelly. Kelly and Nelly. Um, well, hang on a minute. So, right, okay. So, interesting. So he's just promoting a friend's brand of jeans. Now, the other one, yeah, back when, oh, where is it? It's California Love by Tupac. Oh. The lyrics are, I've been in the game for 10 years making rap tunes ever since Honeys was wearing sassoons. I thought it was satsoons, but I do remember looking this up, and it's a, again, it's a brand. It's like a clothing brand of jeans. Oh, okay, okay. Cool, that um, da- that dates it referring to women as honeys as well. Yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a thing for quite a while. Uh, yeah, before that, the, I think it was hose, and then that was recognised as not being not being particularly nice. Then I think it was diluted to honeys, and maybe it's I don't know what it is right now. Got no idea. There was that. What was the one that went? I've got hose in different area codes, and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's but good. I always imagined it a much more wholesome version where he was talking about hose, as in you know those things that you use to break up Gar- soil, gardening implements, a garden hose. <laughs> so he's going, I've got hose in different area codes. It's like he's got a gardening business, but he sort of has localized equipment storage. Oh, it's a great so he can idea. Have a smaller van. <laughs> what? So he's gone. I don't need the full size crafter. I'm just going to yeah. go for something a little smaller, like a caddy. Exactly. Therefore, my fuel costs will be lower because I've got multiple implements around oh. the county. I sort of felt perhaps even he's done the old just use a passenger car as a van. So he's got one of those. We've talked about this before. Oh, classic. Gardener cars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we have. But if he's storing his hose and, you know, maybe some spades and forks and other items locally somewhere, like he's got a mate in in, in a different area code, then, then he can probably just have, you know, a saloon car of some sort. Yeah. It's funny you should say that because a car came the other way this morning um, uh, by um, do you know the company that make locks and safety equipment called Chubb? Yeah. Well, a, a car came the other way, and it was in a state car with the back windows obviously uh, blanked over with decals or whatever, and and, mm. and it was fully decaled up, and it had a ladder on the roof. And I thought, that's a tradesman's vehicle. But they've decided not to buy a van. And it's not this... a car-based van. It it was a, an estate. It was a real estate car. It was a... It was a do, do they make it a, a Megane estate? They did. They still do. I can't remember. Although it looked like a Megane yes, front do. end. I think it's a Megane. Yeah. It was a Megane estate, brand new or, or very new. Yeah. And I thought to myself, that's interesting in a world where lots of people go for vans. Mm. And not that long ago, when I did a car cave on a, that guy that collected Mercedes Benz, he said there was a very cool story about the Mercedes W123 estate in that it was originally home market only. And Mercedes in Germany refused to export it because they didn't see why anyone else would want them because in Germany they were only used as tradesmen's vehicles. They weren't used really? as family cars. Because they said, huh. oh, yeah, families have saloon cars. Why, yeah. why, would, why would a family want an estate? Was it, and, and one of the European um, or British importers, it was in fact, it was one of the British Mercedes um, MDs said this would work in the UK, it's beautiful. And they actually, they, they very he had to be really persistent, so <laughs> it could have never happened. The cool executive estate 
of Mercedes may have never properly been marketed. So, ah. have you ever seen? They were big in France for a while. I don't think they are now. Where they used to sell estate cars that looked like estate cars, but were really vans, and they had um, so they had no blanking panels. Yeah, and yeah. black. Well, sometimes they didn't even. They just, but they would have like. I'm sure it was like something like the Citroen BX, where it just had no back door handles. So they were blanked off or something. Oh, it's so good, isn't it? Proper cost-cutter spec. Yeah, I think they used to sell them in Ireland as well. Am I making this up? Or I know they did a Peugeot 205 van, and they did a Fiat Panda van, didn't they? Yeah, But they were like a strange glass-fibre tailgate extension that you could fit on them. And it looked like it had a a humpback. Yeah. Someone someone listening to this will know what I mean. I'm not making this up, I'm sure. Definitely on the original Panda there was that, because you, you see them, or used to see them, all over Italy. Yeah. And the, the 205, but you could get a proper sort of, like, big fibreglass kind of back on a 205, I think, again, yeah. but not here. Yeah. And there's lots of... There were kind of... I've, I feel like in France I've seen... Sort of all sorts of slightly mutated cars with crudely applied, but it turns out from the factory kind of fiberglass van extension bits on them. I quite yeah, and they're so. I think they're a bit less fussy about their vans in continental Europe. They just go, it's a functional car. I don't need it to look nice. Just give me the fucking van. And over here we're a bit like, "Mm, I want it to be nice. I want a body kit on it now. I want body coloured mirrors. No, you bloody Mm. don't. It's just a van. Do you know something? Uh, I feel I feel we have got too poncy with vans. And um, and and this conversation about the extended tailgate, it reminded me, and I'm, I'm, I don't know whether we've... I don't think this was a podcast conversation. I think it was just a you and I private conversation about the Saab Topola or Topola, um, which is like a clip-on camper body. Yeah. Which goes on the back of a hatchbacked Saab. So you take the tailgate off and leave everything else in place. Yeah. <laughs> and it just... <laughs> It's the it's the most contrived camper van, but it's hilarious. I feel like I've it's yeah T O double P O L A, top of yeah. Well, uh, yes, it's it, it's a magnificent thing. Talking as we are again, second week a, on Saabs. Well, we need to stop right now, otherwise it's going to be classed as favoritism, and we won't be balanced motoring journalists. So let's immediately boycott. Yeah, Saab I chat. I can't believe that Smith and Sniff podcast. Uh, they must be being paid off by that defunct car company. That, <laughs> well, who may or may not be making new new products under mm. Chinese reign? Who knows? I've just uh, it's, uh, talking about vans. You just reminded me. There's a, you know the band half. Man Half Biscuit, um, who actually have got a new album out. Our new album was out the week before last. It's really good. Okay, the last track particularly is is um, epic. Um, anyway, if you like Half Man Half Biscuit, go go and check it out. I just started doing the John Peel voice almost there. That was um, very Peel. One of my favourite Half Man Half Biscuit songs um, from the past is Asparagus Next Left, uh, <clears> which is a fabulous song. I think it's off the Acton Bono album and. Um, uh, but one of the lyrics in that is about it, it, goes, it says whatever happened to the plumbers vans vans have become ridiculous which I always thought is a, it's true is, though is a, I don't think they're talking about trim levels so much as what's written on them but it's a very it's a funny lyric vans have become ridiculous I've been tooling around in a, a well a, a van based car people carrier this week which is um, it's a it's a Citroen um, Space Tourer XL or Sex Tourer as I call it. It's really really good because it's reminded me how useful and kind of brilliant at cruising they are. And it, it don't get me wrong, I know they do an electric one, and I'm going to be driving that in a couple of weeks. But this particular one I just got in is is diesel, mm. and it's a two liter triple. Oh, Which I think is quite what? a large. I'm pretty sure is it's it? a two. I think it's a two liter triple mm. with a with a with a with a, with an auto box. It's it's very quick and smooth, but it does fifty to the gallon. I'm driving is around it, in a, is, a, is a diesel or petrol. Diesel. Oh God, a diesel three cylinder isn't <clears throat> that rough as assholes? No, it's not. It's not. It doesn't sound rough like like a lot of the sort of I think T6 transporters. I think they have a really vocal, mm. quite clattery diesel. This is not clattery. Because I haven't, I don't think I've driven a diesel three cylinder since the Hyundai Accent of the early two thousands, which had this little VM. I remember that 
1.5? Yes, it was, was 1.5, yeah. Frigging awful. It was like having a pneumatic drill applied to your head all the time. It was horrible. <laughs> I do remember that car because it was, I drove it, it was a two-door. Yes. Or, or, yeah. It was, a, it was a fairly dismal car at the best of times, but then you, you just basically sealed its fate as one of the most dismal cars in all of history by putting this pathetic little <laughs> jackhammer engine in. I remember having to rev it high. Just think now, you say that was at the beginning of the 2000s, mm. and here we are now with Hyundai bringing out unbelievable spaceships like the Ionic 5. And the yeah, Ion, it's the true, Ion. isn't it? They haven't they? Tucson, haven't well. Fev, some good, good product and all that. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. They've, they've definitely um, come a long way. Um, are you sure it's it's a two, a two look, litre look, three cylinder? I'm, I'm going to look it up now, right? Because I've got the spec somewhere for it. Hang on, but it's definitely it's the Space Tourer XL, so it's the longer wheelbase, seven seater. Unfortunately, it's been optioned, and I don't know why. I don't know why the Citroen press office or Stellantis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they've optioned it in just plain white because it does just look like a builder's van with windows. It, look, it looks like I'm taking my kids to school in like a carpet van. But it's um, yeah. Here we go. Hang on. So this is this. Oh, the, the, yeah, the, it says yeah. 1997cc three-cylinder inline direct oh injection turbo diesel. 177 wow. horses. 295 pounds feet. Do you know what? After this podcast, I'm going to pop the bonnet and I'm going to take a photo of the motor just out of silly curiosity. And it's an it's um it's an eight-speed auto. I'm I'm pretty sure. But I've yeah. do you know what, do you know what, Rich? I've really enjoyed driving it. I have got a, just under 50 to the gallon on uh, um, driving it and also um, of course it's huge because it's got mm. massive tailgate you know one of those huge kind of r- rain covers for horizontal tailgates that come out Yeah, but the, I've realised amongst it, all of its practicality and its double electric doors and things it's got, it's got a, quite an infuriating knack of providing nowhere that for a cup to sit it's got what? one. It's got one cup holder up on the top of the dash, which is almost in your line of sight, and it doesn't fit any of my reusable coffee cups. Right? Uh-huh. No. Oh. And and then oh. and then in between the two front seats, there's a gap because you can kind of walk through to the back of the van, which is cool. But there isn't anywhere to put cups. Like all the cubbies are totally useless shapes. I've not found. I've, I, I couldn't put my phone in any of them. I couldn't put. I had a, a keys that were jangling in my pocket and were annoying me. Couldn't find anywhere to put that. And it was like mm-hmm. it's very odd. That is odd. It's very odd. There's a massive trapdoor at the on the top of the dash, but the the trapdoor is kind of. It's a bit. I don't know. It's just odd. The shape, the apertures are just a bit odd on that car. But everything <laughs> else, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed. And I checked the spec because I thought this is a big car, right? You know, it's, it's a big thing. Yeah. I know this is boring to listeners. I'll, I'll wrap this up. Trust me, I'm not going to go on about it. <laughs> but I, I, you, you look at it and you go, how heavy is that? You, that's got to be over two tonnes because it's huge. It's really big. No. 1,760 kilos. Mm-hmm. Right? But it's got, it carries seven people and the boot's colossal. You know, like it's... I think it's uh, over a thousand liters of boot space, right? With with seven people in it. Have you borrowed this for a reason or just for shiz and giggles? I borrowed it for um, a small reason in that I, I do want to test the electric one, but I wanted mm. to try the piston one because I wanted to see if it was actually any good. Because you know I don't totally discount diesel cars these days, but I I suppose I'm I'm quite picky about whether they're up to the job or not. Mm. Um, and definitely short journey diesels are a waste of time. But having done quite a few miles in this unexpectedly, I'm really down with it. And I also, I love the... I suppose it's coming out of the VWID buzz as well. I just suddenly went, what what, what are other manufacturers up to with MPVs? Mm. What's the standard right now? Because everyone yeah. seems to have forgotten. Everyone just defaults to the SUV thing and and settles for higher driving position but less space. Why don't we have higher driving position and more space, a.k.a. <laughs> the van with windows <laughs> yeah well i found that even before i you know i saw your id buzz review but i was looking at i read a review of the what are they calling it now the multivan what's the yeah you got the t7 they've split the transporter Multi- haven't they into so that the yes the next transporter will be 
related to the Ford Transit, and the new is it is it multivan? The sort of people got, carrier yeah, version the, the is multivan, actually just a golf underneath. Sort that's of. right. So that's based upon the um, the car platform, and it's called the T seven. Yeah, it's called the T seven multivan, whereas the the transporter is the T six point one currently. Uh, okay. So yeah, it's a I guess it's type six. Uh, sorry, type seven. If you and the multivan yeah. is a prettier looking. It's a pretty look, prettier looking van. Yeah, I was looking at it and slightly smaller uh, and reading this review and just going, why is this car so incredibly appealing? Because I don't generally like kind of, that kind of stuff. And I just went, why do I find myself sort of just low level wanting one of these? And I think it's partly as being, I just got all all dad about it and just it going, is well, dad spec. That'd be yeah. that is such a good dad car. You just think, oh, all the things we could do in it. We could drive about in it. But then stop and sit it. I mean, it well, is it's the happened. picnic. It's the picnic on the move. It's the yes. It's the I could get dressed in the back of it. Let's just think. Yeah, because I'm always getting dressed that. in the back of cars. In case <laughs> always. In case I saw myself on the hard shoulder, easy. I can sort that out, no problem. I think, and it's also when I was tooling around in it. Even though I was most of the time, there were only two of us in it. I just kept glancing in the rear view mirror because it's got two rear, rear view mirrors. Remember that? You've got the one that's kind of fisheye for looking at young children and oh, yes. know, rogue dogs or whatever. Yeah. And then you've got the other one, which is a, is a normal rear view mirror. And I was like, this is easy to park because it's completely slab backed. So I don't, it has mm. got a camera, but I've not used it. And it's such, it just maximizes the wheelbase of the car. And and I the joy of it is you feel like you can kind of do everything in it. So therefore, that's why I, I mean I guess that's why the the ID Buzz appeals to me because you go you could do all that and it's electric. So mm. all that weight slow down quite a low um, quite a nice flat floor. You, you can go full on camp ideas of camping maybe not reality of camping. Does anybody? Uh, let's make MPV call MPVs call again. Well, if anything's going to do it, it will be the ID buzz. Yeah, I mean, not um, in a sort of American Astro, Chevy Astro kidnappy way, because they 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 are a bit. <laughs> I don't miss any of those. Or is it, which is the really sorry looking one? It's the Ford Aerostar. It's just yeah. honestly, it's got such a sad face. <laughs> it really has. I don't know. American or Canadian listeners can vouch for it. It's just a sad looking van. There's yeah, the, uh, some of them. Those later ones, those nineties. When you know, when we talked before about how uh, particularly American car design really embraced the softness that was fashionable in the nineties in Very. in car design. But some of those MPVs in the US <laughs> minivans, I guess they'd be called over there. Just they just looked soggy. They just, just went. Ugh, I bet yeah. That, that, they look soggy, and then the interiors always look sticky. Yes. I just, and also, as they get older, yeah. you just go, that smells. Look at that. <laughs> that car know. smells. It's Don't like, go near it. It stinks inside. It's like a sort of singlet vest, which has been sweated in for four days nonstop. Yes. And then never washed. Just put in a tight little bag, zipped up, and no one's ever gone near it again. Or if I you're t- if you're prone to doing exercise, have you ever had one of those T-shirts where it gets to a point where it's been sweated in so much that you can wash it... But as soon as it gets any warmth from the body, it starts to smell again, and you just That's have true. to throw it away. Yeah, I've got it's like, like that. yeah, it's my the interior of one of those vans is like that. Very, it's very Sarsons, very sort of chip shop vinegar. Yeah, <laughs> You've got to be careful of it. Yeah, do you know what? Talking of people carries, it reminded me last week. Um, also, I, I did the the Morgan. Uh, the, 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 yes, the, the three wheeled Morgan unveil. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. I was asked to do it, and and. The, I won't. I'm not going to name names, but during the course of that evening's activities, well, hang on. Met, so people I, who people don't know, you made a video about the Morgan for the Late Break Show, but you were also the host of the official presentation of that car. Yeah. So I made the video, and once I'd filmed the video and done all the walk around and stuff, I got. They asked me if I would unveil the car to their kind of suppliers and. Mm. You know, so yes, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a corporate gig, but it actually came about after I'd already done a video. So it was ah. actually good fun. They're a jolly bunch, Morgan. And I think they've done yeah, a good job yeah. on the car. But um, I, I'm not going to say they're associated with Morgan. But I met a PR that night. Yeah. And she said to me, she, we were chatting about this, that, and the other. But she said to me, um, "Oh, I don't, I, do, I don't know much about cars and things, but I know that my dad used to have a lovely Porsche." And um, and he he's never quite forgiven us as children. It was, she had a brother as well, I think, because 
he had to sell his impractical inverted commas Porsche to buy um, a family car when we were born. And he went, get this, not only that, he said he's worked out that, that his car was, if he had it now, would be worth well over a million euros. So I think oh. it was, she said it was a 964, and I think it must be an RS. Yeah. Or, or so, it, she, said it was, she said it was a very, very limited edition kind of racy one which he loved. He sold it, right, back in the time when it wasn't worth a great deal. <laughs> what What did he buy? What did oh. he buy? Did, Bearing I mean, in mind I've, the subject that we're on, the, 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 the subject that we've just been talking about. Well, I just... I, so I'm sensing that he just went, right, well, that's it. If I can't have the Porsche, I'm just going to give up and have something that's the the antithesis of, let's say, a 964RS. Oh, and it's the 90s then, presumably. <laughs> it's, it's the 90s, yeah. It's the oh, 90s. gosh. Um, think, think early days of um, of The uh, Apprentice. Oh, uh, Chrysler Voyager. Yes, yes. Oh. Jelly, jelly mould Voyager. Oh, Tell me it was the V6 that did about four miles to the gallon. It was. It was the boat anchor V6 that ran on 12-run fuel. Was it on 12-run fuel? It was a 3.3, wasn't it, as well? So stupid capacity that doesn't make any sense. And it made about 114 horsepower, but it did seven miles to the gallon everywhere. Dreadful. It was. It was. He bought one brand new, having ah! sold a nine six four RS. Again, I'm not going to name any names of who this person was, but needless to say, the dad to this day is gnashing his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> That's. It's the, sad. It's very sad. I know someone who uh, whose da- whose dad is the former owner of that Ferrari 250 GTO that Nick Mason now owns and which you know is frequently seen in magazines and such like. Really? Yeah. He sold that car to Nick Mason in the 70s. For like for, what? For like 10 grand. Yeah. Shit Genuinely, hell. I think it was like 12 grand or something like that, which seemed like quite a lot of money at the time but not an insane amount of money. He sold it so that he could pay for this person that I know to go to private school. You are pissing on my eyes. And whenever her career maybe seems like it's not going so well, he reminds her of what he did to fund her education. Oh, my <laughs> so gosh, wow. He just basically gave up millions of pounds in the present What's it, day. What, 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 what is it, 20-something million probably now? Oh, I don't know now. I mean, I was going to say, I'll have a look on Autotrader to see how teams. many for sale at the moment. It's, yeah, go on Gumtree, see if Nick Mason's got bored. Yeah, no, <laughs> no he's, he's a Facebook marketplace kind of guy, is Nick Mason. <laughs> he's always putting needed. old drums up there and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Roger Waters has written on this one oh Sid Barrett scribbled his name on the bottom of this one so I'm getting rid of it because it's ruined it's uh, cheap, I'll take a yeah. fiver if you can come and collect yeah yeah he's I think we've talked about Nick Mason before I've only ever met him once and it was at the Le Mans 24 hour and um hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. He, 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 he doesn't smile a great deal, but I don't know if that makes him miserable. I don't think he's miserable. I no. just think he's an occasional smiler. He's an occasional smile. I, I've met him quite a few times, and I've found him to be a very nice bloke. And okay. he has an incredibly dry sense of humour. Oh, uh, well, I, I, that's good. That makes me feel glad. You just reminded me about, actually, I was driving to a barn find job yesterday in that in said sex tour at XL. Um, I was going to Yorkshire. <laughs> and uh, the, the, um, I set off really early, so I was a bit tired. And I decided, you know when sometimes, I don't know if you did it as kids, if you're at the back of the bus and you just waved at random motorists and pedestrians just to see how they'd react. Yes. I decided, not it's not quite as 
weird is that at all? But I decided, I, I looked at my watch and thought, okay, for the next, I've got an hour and a half before I get to the destination. I'm going to mm. smile all the time. And I, <laughs> and I did. Even when I'm just listening to the radio driving. I just thought, I just thought I'm going to default. Because, you know, there's, there's smilers in the world. There's natural uh, smilers, isn't there? You, we've all, yes. We all know somebody who's a natural smiler. And it's a great yes. thing. Yeah. And I, so I just sat there at the wheel of this white... Citroen people carry just constantly smiling. I'm just a constant is it, smiler. Is it? But like you're no, no offense to you, but you're not a constant smiler. Nor am I. Um, no. Was, did you not? As a non-constant smiler, did you not find constantly smiling quite tiring? Yeah, it was really quite a challenge. But like, that was where the your challenge face I, went into a spasm, and then you were on camera having to try and pretend that I, you, you <laughs> got some kind of rictus. <laughs> You know, it was actually difficult, and I occasionally I looked at the rear view mirror to see if I just looked like a complete prunce. But I, I looked all right, and I thought, yeah, I'm just going to do this more often. And actually, that might be a belated New Year's resolution for 2022. Just do some like, just do some non-stop smiling yeah. for no for no reason. You don't have to talk to people. It's just the, no. just walk around with a smile. Um, maybe sit at your computer with a smile, although it does might look like you're trying to push out a cheeky guff. Yeah, um, you know, and, and you're trying to kind of I, control you're up to something. <laughs> yeah, they people do think you're up because people, someone come over and go, "What are you smiling about?" Because sometimes I do. I suddenly remember something, and I, I've realised uh, my wife tells me <laughs> that I involuntarily smile, and she'll go, "What are you smiling about?" And I have to go, "Oh, I just yeah. thought about," and it's usually something really crash. The other day, thankfully, it's there was no something else in the we've house. talked about on this bloody podcast. So I'm well, yeah. The other day, I couldn't stop smiling. I started laughing to myself. I remembered that joke where the Eskimo takes his car to the garage and the mechanic goes, it looks like you've blown a seal. And the Eskimo goes, no, it's just some frost on my top. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> because and the bit I couldn't stop laughing about oh, is, gosh. is that... Rather than accept that it's just a joke and it's whimsical and exists outside of reality, I was thinking, well, if, if, you t- if you took your car to get mended and a mechanic accused <laughs> you thought a mechanic was accusing you of sucking off an animal, <laughs> like, what a weird situation that would be. <laughs> that was misunderstood. <laughs> you thought you were being accused of pleasuring a sea creature. By dint of of this over analysis of that stupid joke, I, I was I was properly laughing to myself. Well, I, I am now. No one home, so that was okay. I actually thought the other thing about constantly smiling is um, there are certain cars which probably make you do that, even just by their very existence and driving around at. Uh, not particularly quick speeds, and I think the Morgan, three wheel mm. Morgan, is one of those vehicles. And I, 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 we must go on a road trip in one one day because I'd like to just, I'd like you to just shout "Tally Ho" constantly in my ear, <laughs> pip, for, pip, for no reason. Yeah, that's the only thing about that, isn't it? That basically they've designed that whole car that they they want you to wear a flying helmet while you're driving it. They they do, they and really I sort of feel do. like the Morgan really. All of their cars are just an excuse to wear a hat, aren't they? It's cosplay. It's a cosplay car. They're cosplay cars, yeah. It's sort of cosplay because you can be, you know, the mad man of the manor, um, or something like that. But also, I think it's it's jolly. It's just jolly escapism, isn't it? It's like it's like buying a classic car of a certain era and then just going, yeah, I'm going to dress up like that. I don't care. I, what the hell? I've I've just remembered something someone told me last week. Not another joke about doing fellatio no. with a seal or something. Yeah, yeah it looks like you're giving a handjob to a walrus. Walrus! Uh, no. Wanking a walrus! Wanking a walrus! <laughs> no, someone... I can't say who or what this was, but basically they were in a situation where two very wealthy young Japanese men turned wealthy, up at this event. lovely, and they were, young... Yeah, but they were both head to toe in tweed. This was oh, in this yes. country, so they'd basically gone cosplay. I think they'd gone. Oh well, you know, we're going to be in England. We should look like English gentlemen. So they were, they were, they were wearing full tweed suits, like three piece suits. That's got to be but Morgan. Apparently, that's got to be Morgan. Well, they'd be Morgan. They'd be. I imagine they would be very delighted to go and see this Morgan because it feels like they've already got in the zone. Maybe they were on their way to go and see the Morgan, but this was at something else. But then apparently, one of them sat down and had lunch, and he ate his entire lunch wearing mustard coloured driving gloves. <laughs> 
Oh, amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. Did he then get into a, yeah, a Mitsuoka Vute and then oh, drive? Oh, that would have been which quite would have a thing. Had, which would have had lemon leather interior. <laughs> so yeah, I, I was going to say a resto-modded Vute, but it's almost like they are sort... Well, they're not resto-mods, they're something else, aren't they? But how would you resto-mod a Vute? Because it's already sort of there for you, isn't it? It's got. It's arrived at the point you'd be trying to achieve, because it's got modernity... Put sort of you'd have to make it fast and four-wheel drive or something wouldn't you when i say four-wheel drive i don't mean like off-roady i mean just rapid but wouldn't you I be don't... able to have a four-wheel drive view because i think they sold four-wheel drive micros in actually i think they, they did not? do four wd micros because the you could get a four-wheel drive cube when we bought our imported cube there mm. was a rare option of an all-wheel drive one but it was just a, I don't know a power robbing waste of time in my eyes so i didn't bother i just had it and yeah. put winter tires i don't on need it, it. I, don't I don't need it. power it's robber fantastic. i don't i don't power, 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 power robber baron robber robbing the power robbing the power, power to the people uh, actually that reminds me you know you're talking about vans the cars used as vans yeah that is how subaru came to be four-wheel drive because oh. a japanese power company like an electricity company were they wanted their engineers to have something that was more comfortable than a van or a pickup truck but they still needed the ability to drive across a field if they needed to mend a power line so one of their representatives went to the local Subaru garage and said is there any chance you could make one of your estate cars four-wheel drive for us to see how it goes and they went okay we'll give it a try and it worked really well so they sold a bunch of those that they converted to four-wheel drive to the power company and then they took uh, they took one of them to Subaru head office and went look what we've done and Subaru went oh that's a good idea that's a bit good and that's how Subaru became synonymous with four-wheel drive. Yeah, you can't really say Subaru without thinking about all-wheel drive badges, mm. can you? Yeah. It's just yeah. impossible. In fact, you I know think... what? Why, why don't Subaru just stop being silly and just make the Brat <laughs> and a boxy estate again? I reckon if they did the Brat for the US... Yeah. Uh, another weird bit of trivia about the Brat is that the Brat was never sold in Japan. It was never sold in Japan. No, it bizarrely, it was an export-only model. But um, that's brilliant. Yeah. I know it's big, big in Australia, in big in yeah. the US. So if you made it now, those markets would probably love. I think them. so. Maybe South Africa as well. Yeah, well, that's it. I sort of feel like if you, that Ford Maverick seems to be going down well in the US. So clearly, there's a sort of appetite for slightly smaller unibody pickup trucks. Listen to you with your, 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 your terminology. That's so American. <laughs> is that yeah? It is American, isn't it? Oh, okay, yeah. a monocoque. Uni, unibody versus monocoque. It it just sounds like um, a low end sort of MC battle. Um, yeah. that not, <laughs> not many people would know. Unibody V. It was one of those posters that's always at the traffic lights that we talk about. Yes, and, you know, like a, yeah. a club night that you probably won't go to, but it sounds interesting. Yeah. I, I've missed seeing so many of those in the past two years because obviously club nights haven't really been a thing. So no. I, I'm hoping now there'll be a it's resurgence of now. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't I haven't seen many around, but I'm, I'll keep them peeled because I'm sure they will start springing up. I'd like that. I think that'd be quite cool. Mm. Yeah. Um, I was now what else? Because there was something else I wanted to mention. Oh yes, it was what you you when you messaged me yesterday about seeing somebody with their wipers on all the wrong sides. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I wrote was it down. Thing. I thought I'll bring this up on the podcast. I totally forgot about that because it was it made me. Hey, that was when that was during my hour and a half of non-stop smiling. Actually, uh, <laughs> that was the same trip. Welcome to Radio Two. Coming up next, Johnny Smith with the non-stop hour and a half of smiling. Yeah, that's not honestly. a bad idea. Actually, you just play really up-tempo, cheery songs for ninety minutes. I thought maybe I'll do that. Maybe that's my missed vocation thus mm. far. Mm-hmm. Non-stop smiling tunes uh, coming up for the next hour and a half. Nothing depressing, I promise. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, well. Okay. Here's what happened. So I was. I was. I was making good time, having le- uh, left early, and and yeah. all, all of that just got ripped into tatters because the A62 gro- gr- grinded to a halt. And you know when you'd go, you're going past another car, and then that goes past you, and you're all doing about kind of ten miles an hour, whatever, fifteen miles an hour. And I, this this guy, I was behind him for ages in a Fiesta, mid two thousands Ford Fiesta, and it it was it was cold and it was very sunny, but it was not wet at all. There was no rain. There was no, there was no water on the ground, and he had the, <laughs> had the windscreen wipers on on 
full speed, so what number two setting, I'm mm. guessing. Mm. And the rear wiper, <laughs> the rear wiper was on intermittent. And at first, I thought, oh, I, d- I didn't see. Probably just used the wa- the washers, just cleared his screens, no problem. But after about five minutes, I realised they were they were all still on, furiously <laughs> going at it, and there was there was just complete dryness. <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess 15 minutes later that's when 15 minutes later that's when I was like there's something wrong something's going on here so I went into the ne- I indicated slowly went into the other lane and managed mm. to go alongside him and he was a very big guy right and it looked like he was fumbling under his under the chair under the car seat for something you know like he dropped his phone or he dropped I yeah. don't know he yeah. dropped some sweets or something but it had been going on for so long. And even when I was next to him, I actually made full eye contact with him, thinking, <laughs> he's got to know there's something wrong here. Like, the front wipers must be squeaking like an absolute swine. It's the noise. Unless he's got brand new wiper plates on, that's going to be scraping like a bastard, isn't it? Yeah. Or he's siliconed the whole lot, so it's just all smoothly gliding. But, I mean, oh, seriously, maybe. it was just going and going and going. And even after I was next to him for ages, it must have been going, Richard, On honestly, for 25 minutes. <laughs> dry. <laughs> dry on, <laughs> on on high speed and i felt I, I almost felt like you know like when you make eye contact and you do the pointy thing like i think i think there's something your wrong. wipers are on i think there's something wrong it's it's not fucking raining is it it's not raining <laughs> so what's what's going on johnny smith wiper police yeah it's it's such a neighborhood watch i'm sure people listening to this have experienced something like that it's because it's yeah. just weird. I isn't had a it? mate who used to do it. I mean, not where he just put the wipers on inexplicably, but he was he was just incapable of choosing the right wiper setting. And so if it started raining at a sort of persistent drizzle, he he'd ramp it up to option two. Oh gosh! And the wipers no. would be flapping away, and then the rain would cease, and he'd just leave it like that. He wasn't a natural driver, I would say. And he would often just leave the wipers. But he would always pick the wrong setting. It's one of those situations where you you think, oh, it immediately worried me because I thought, I don't want to be driving behind somebody that is not paying any attention to driving to the point where the thing in front of them is just flailing left and right for no reason. And they, don't, they aren't bothered. Mm. So what else is going on? Yeah. You know, has he got like a cat under his seat and he's trying to hook it out? Or I mean, he's just dropped some acid and he believes that he's driving through torrential rain. <laughs> or torrential rainbows. He's trying to yes. swipe them out of the way. <laughs> he just thinks that caterpillars <laughs> falling endlessly get from the, the sky. Get them out. Swipe them. Get them out of the way. <laughs> get, cut them down, bastards. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, also, that puts me in mind of another... The, the, the other thing is, I'm trying to think of situations in which I have maneuvered my car or even taken a different route purely to see something that another motorist is doing like what because that's essentially what you did there isn't it? you changed lanes purely to get a look at this guy and see what was what oh yeah and i yeah, think yeah. yeah i've i've definitely i think i did it last week where I, I deliberately i could have turned off to go the most direct route back to my house you know it's only about a mile away but, but i didn't. thought but there was some there was a, a really nice rover p6 Making oh. quite a fruity noise, and so I just like I thought. Well, he seems to be going straight on for a bit longer, so I'll just follow him because it was just nice to see. He's going. Very nice. It was a good. I, I was trying to work out. One of the reasons is I wanted to work out if it had been lowered. It looked like it had been lowered a little They're bit. They're quite a nice. It's like um, Jag XJs, early Jag XJs, because they sit right. They sit mm. well. They, there's not a lot of arch gap. It's yeah. quite a pleasing stance. Yeah, yeah. Straight out of the factory. I do like a P6. We've talked to P6s, I know, before. It's yeah. a bloody, bloody cool car and such an engineering masterpiece, in fact, that mm. gets, yeah, often yeah. gets ignored. But um, No, love them. And I, I, I've mentioned that there was that one that was for sale down in Crouch End, right by where you used to live, although I didn't know you used to live there at the time. Yeah, and, and it wasn't um, me. It, wasn't it had me. a for sale sign in the window, and it, we, my wife and I were just walking to the pub one night. This was years ago, before we had kids, and... Um, and I went, oh look, the car for sale. You know, sort of got distracted just looking at the sign in the window. And my wife went, "That's such a cool car," which I didn't expect her to say. Oh, but she she thought that, and this was like a sort of just an ordinary. It was, a, I think, it was a two two, so it wasn't yeah. a V eight. And I kind of, and then I got a real hankering for P sixes, and I almost there was a lovely V eight for sale down in Kent, and I'd arranged to go and see it, 
But Kent being an arsehole to get to from everywhere except Kent, I just I couldn't find the time to do it, and then it sold, and that was it. And I sort of the trail went a bit cold, and I just didn't buy one. But but it was weird. It was just one of those things where I suddenly went with her kind of enthusiasm for it. It sort of tipped me into a into a, a kind of quest to buy one. You I'm could have fed off fancied. that. You could have fed off that and made yeah, a purchase. Maybe one day. Shall one day. we? I think when. <clears throat> When Smith and Sniff is, I don't know, a staple on Netflix, I think we'll both... Should we both tool around in really well-turned-out P6s? Or... We'll buy them through a company. (laughs) They'll be company cars. Yeah, (laughs) company cars. You can have a P6 and I'll have a DS. I think that's a wonderful idea. Because basically the Smith and Sniff fleet is consistent only of cars in which the outer body panels can be removed <laughs> oh yeah yeah base unit constructed cars let's do that i and i i'd, I'd probably go for the s tora like i've said before it's yeah. just it's that much more special and if we have those combination of cars we could legitimately wear um polonex all the time couldn't we because yes. we'd look a little bit exclusive just a yeah, little bit that's a good point yeah. So we maybe we'd have a fictitious architectural design um, company. <laughs> would be Smith and Sniff Architects Consultancy. I well, S&S. I mean, I've, I've mentioned this before though that I I just really want a company with industries on the end of it because it sort of sounds sinister, but also very much epic. Like you just you do lots of stuff. Yeah. So I, I'd quite like Smith and Sniff Industries Limited. S and S Ind. Well, when 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 Morgan were talking about the outgoing S and S engine, I kept. Oh yeah. <laughs> when people say S and S now, I default to thinking it's Smith and Sniff, and I was thinking, can you imagine if we, imagine if we just, I don't know, cobbled together a, an engine that we've managed to sell to a car company. <laughs> That's one of those things, right? I always think I know how an engine works on paper, but yeah. I, I honestly. The complexities involved in the actual execution of an engine, even quite a basic one, even one on carbs, because I couldn't get carbs running right. I'm not one of those people who can set up carbs. It would just elude me. The thing, the thing would be doing two miles per gallon and belching out smoke because <laughs> it's running so rich. Running so rich, the there'd just be eyes running everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, actually, now talking, I don't know. This is reminding me. We, we said last week we might do some readers messages and we've completely forgotten but i did just want to say a hello and a thank you to a chap called david wilson who he said he'd heard us briefly mentioning apparently it was in podcast 94 uh, uh doing a glossary maybe for our patrons of all the shit that we talk about just so that people can get up to speed with in jokes and things and he's done a list which he's also sort of called what? podcast bingo and it's just a huge Amazing. list. There's 88 things on this. I'll stick it on the Patreon. 88, 88 things that we have mentioned. I think I guess things we've mentioned more than once. So some of them at the top, obviously, is sports. Um, Sport. And transit. Sade's uh, up the top as well. But there, <laughs> there's some stuff where I was like, did we mention this and mention it more than once? Um, such as vocoder toss. And yes. uh, entry number 15 simply says clackerbag. So yeah, there uh, it's is a, a bit of that. What about DSG it's, tromboning? It's got to be. Yeah, a bit that's of that. in there. I can't remember. It is. Oh yeah, number forty-three. DSG tromboning. Um, is it really eighty-eight things? Is on it bobbins? Yeah, because that's is. my favourite number. Is it? Yeah. If I ever. 88? Yeah. If I ever became a professional driver or I needed numbers on the side of a car for real, it would mm. be eighty-eight. Yeah, I do love. Is this because of Back to the Future? It's not actually. It's just because written. I just think sort of stylistically, it's a great pair of. I do, I, mean, I love the. I love eight because it just reminds me of a entry level scale electric slot racing track. So I just. Oh, think, yeah. I just thought eighty eight is. I mean triple eight's too much, and it's also yeah, you know, yeah. A, is already a racing team kind of. So I thought, yeah, eighty eight. Don't, don't overdo it, but eighty eight. No. Yeah, good. I can see that's better than eight, but not not showing off like triple eight. No, exactly. Yeah. Exactly that. Fair enough. Well, there you go. Apparently, uh, according to David, we uh, we we we've got some of these. Uh, Fifty-seven ankle uh, ankle cuff trackies. Yes. Yeah. Um, is is a good one. Fifty-nine is Damon Albarn. Uh, it's Damon Albarn Sussex. But I think it's just it's just Damon Damon Albarn Sibilant. Sixty-nine is Richard Watson up GTI. I haven't mentioned that for a while. 
Um, oh, yeah. Well, that's I was going to say that more frequent than Zoe Ball talking about Brighton. I had no, I haven't mentioned it for ages. Anyway, I've got, I've, I've kind of, uh, I'll, I'll mention this. I'm, I'm selling my Porsche though. Is the headline? Are you? Yeah. Well, we're buying a house, and the truth is, I just need some money, so it was going to well, get that's... rid. I'm but selling a house. Need another car. Um, yeah, if anyone wants to buy it, it, please just give me strong money for it, and then my life will be a little bit simpler. That'd be great. Well, next week we'll just do a podcast <clears throat> where we just hawk shit that we need to get rid of. Because um, I got I got, got told house. to move my cars off the drive when they were taking pictures of the house, which annoyed me because I thought it made the house look better. But there we go. <laughs> the barn find I went to see and film yesterday. The lady only mm. had a couple of pictures of the car that we pulled out. Um, from when it was newer. Yeah. And one of them was she found the particulars of the previous house that she sold and it was photographed by the estate agents with it on the drive. Oh, with a, with a cat good. smelling one of the back wheels. Because, <laughs> you know, cats like and dogs, they like smelling a wheel of a car, don't they? Yeah, probably well, for places. Other, yeah, exactly. And, um, and so she had two photos, that one, and the other one was her cat in a harness in the passenger seat because she used to take it on road trips in the car. It was just, you couldn't make it up. It was just brilliant. Wow. She used to, used to take a harnessed Siamese cat around. <laughs> and just it's just really, really quite cool. Yeah, it's really harnessed Siamese. Uh, <laughs> that's, your, that's your appeal session. Uh, right <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a short letter because, well, I mean, we've got a terrific backlog of letters. That we're, we're, I'm very sorry to everybody who does, does write. We do read everything, I promise. Mm, mm. Um, guy called Andy Eldershaw messaged to say, um, I owned a Porsche 944 after listening to your Porsche 944 chat the other week. I had a 2.7 in Baltic blue with matching interior. Porsche make all of the parts, and the blue velour interior is a great. It's great compared to more modern drab offerings. The four cylinders smooth and torquey, whilst not that fast by today's standards. But it is the perfect GT car. The tyres are like balloons and incapable of pothole buggery. His words, not mine. And also, the rear seats fold completely flat. I have fitted my five-foot-long miniature steam engines in the back with no issues at all. Ladies form an orderly queue. I won't harp on about the balance because you know how good it is. All the best, Andy. There we go. Andy fits steam model railway tra- uh, trains in the back of his 944. Uh, and I'm, and I'm how... got a lot, I've got a lot of time for Andy as a result. Now, my question is... When you've been somewhere, presumably he's taking them somewhere like a show or whatever to to yeah, drive them around a bit. Yeah, like a steam event. Yeah. Or how long do you have to leave them before you can pick them up and put them back in a car? Because they oh. must be bloody hot. It's a really good. Maybe you have to have. Maybe you have to stay over. It's got to be an overnight event. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, is there yeah. must be boiling. Well, they are boiling. Well, well they, they are That's boiling. That's sort but... of principle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You Bloody had... hell, that kettle's boiling. Yeah, I know, that's that's the point of Hence it. Hence the expression, boiled kettle, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I... Uh... Yeah, but you said it with the wrong emphasis there. You made it sound like some kind of dish that you'd get in a, in a broad. Uh, yeah, well, we went, to, we went to Portugal and we tried the boiled kettle. It was surprisingly nice. <laughs> we did have, anyway. we did have, there was another Porsche... It was a 924, because remember, we, we talked about 944s and 24s, didn't we, the other month? Yes. And uh, someone, yeah, someone also talked that they've got a, they've got a, a, a recap of a 924 experience. The title says, 924 experience, memorable, slash, Longleat. Oh, okay. Longleat. In the early 2000s, this is by um, a guy called Nathan Tandridge, which is a great sounding name. Nathan says... In the early 2000s, I had a 2-litre 924 that I bought for 750 quid. My justification to my wife was that it was far better quality than, than the cars we usually ran and therefore sensible to spend some of our uh, savings on, most of which had been for the wedding gifts uh, and things earlier that year. That proved to be wildly inaccurate because I ran it for five months during my five years of ownership. Oh, God, that's not very good, is it? Just done the maths. Plagued with electrical problems, it constantly (laughs) broke down. It set itself on fire twice, and ultimately it ended up being dumped under the carport and became infested with wasps. 
<laughs> the final stuff, the final straw was what that I, kind of cursed car was this I don't, wait it says the final straw that took it off the road was a stressful eventful camping tour in Somerset we'd optimistically decided to visit Longleat Safari Park back then mm. we didn't have um, we didn't have mobile phones um Oh, no, we did have mobile phones, but as it turns out, reception in the middle of a safari park in Somerset was patchy at best. We'd noted preemptively that should you break down in the park, you're supposed to phone for help or sound your horn. Shortly Mm. after the dreaded monkey enclosure, the inevitable happened. The engine cut out and (laughs) wouldn't turn over. Mm. Not only that. None of the electrics seemed to work at all, so we couldn't sound the horn or drop the windows because oh electric <laughs> and had no phone <laughs> signal. <laughs> we considered getting out to start walking as the only wildlife nearby appeared to be some fairly innocuous-looking bison-type things. <laughs> I love the fact that he's not even admiring the actual wildlife that's around him. Bison-type things, <laughs> but thought better of it. Um, after a few minutes of sweating, we figured we were on sufficiently an incline to try a rolling bump start. Happily, on the third attempt, the car actually fired up. Unfortunately, it wanted to cut out again unless I held it over 2,500 RPM. The next 10 or 15 minutes were to be one of the more stressful events of our younger days. Primarily as the... <laughs> the lo- the lion enclosure came next. The entrance to the heavily fenced enclosure is through an automated gate system that allows six or so cars through. It's a sort of holding bed before the second gate opens a couple of minutes later. I cannot adequately convey the stress of waiting what felt like hours in front of both sets of gates, <laughs> revving the absolute arse off my poor man's Porsche. <laughs> Once our group were released into the enclosure, the car's head started crawling at walking pace. (laughs) Alas, I couldn't hold back any longer as I feared an overheating situation, so I just had to overtake all the other cars. (laughs) Skirt around the edge of all the animals. (laughs) We basically safari rallied our way to the end. We stopped back in the car park, completely shaken and embarrassed, but relieved it hadn't got worse. The rest of the holiday was actually great. We overheated in Bristol. We burnt a hole in the tent from a camping stove. and Oh, and the cam belt went, went on the way home to Kent. Oh, my gosh. So there we go. He said, I'm still married, and I should add, uh, we eventually can look back at those days and laugh. All the best, Nathan. <laughs> well, I mean, I was quite stressed just reading it, but it was quite yeah. funny. There we yeah. go, high revving nine two four in a lion's enclosure. Uh, so the today's lesson must be uh, uh, buy a ninety four. They're probably quite good, but buy a good one. Don't don't buy a, a, a shonky one that ultimately becomes a massive wasp's nest. I think that's what we should do. Uh, should be one of our should be one of our like road trips. It should be a car that's very temperamental, very temperamental and we have to take it I don't it get any pleasure from that but, no I, I don't, don't. I, I don't I don't get I, I think some people quite enjoy the challenge and the oh well I can roll my sleeves up and fix something now and I, I just don't I'm afraid I find it inordinately stressful uh, says the man who's got an old Range Rover but, um, <laughs> I was going as to I say. established a couple of weeks ago it's okay it's okay it went past its MOT last week past its MOT no problems so wow. it will now go wrong definitely because I've been far too <laughs> cocky about its integrity recently anyway um, we should we should bring this to a close uh, but before we go uh, three things to tell you they are one Johnny has a solo YouTube channel called The Late Break Show you know that by now go there and watch one of his many excellent videos too I've got yeah. various books out one of them is called Boring Car Trivia 3 it's got an introduction by Johnny and lots of boring trivia by me I think the Subaru Electricity Company fact is in there somewhere and the uh, the third thing I've got to tell you is that the famous Nelson Mandela house the tower block out of Only Fools and Horses was actually in Bristol not Peckham was it? Or is they, it? They filmed a lot of Only Fools and Horses in Bristol, a lot of the exterior scenes. I didn't know and, that. Yeah, I think the, the, the full story is that in very early series, and in the, maybe the titles, the, the tower block you can see is in, is in London, in South London, but the, uh, the exteriors for most of it, including like Dell's Lockup, that was all done in Bristol. 
and the oh, pub as well. When they used to, they used various different pubs for the exterior of the Nags Head, but they were all pubs in Bristol, not in London. That's so brilliant. I would have been living, I would have been living around that that West Country area when they were filming some of that shizzle. That's mm. cool, brilliant. Did there not know go. that. Huh? Love your facts. You absolute factor, you. <laughs> I am fact yeah, right constantly off. on a fact hunt. Well, that's it then. That's that's for this. That's that. <laughs> Thank you ever so much for listening. Uh, we'll do it all again next week. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye. Safari parks. Shiitake mushrooms. <laughs> Shiitake. <laughs> Shiitake mushrooms. I love that. I love that. Oh, you bastard. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 